A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, universe. Hello. It is Thursday. Can you believe that? It's Thursday and we're recording an episode. Yeah. Sorry about last week. We fucked up. I'll uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of what happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm currently in the process of moving and I have two computers, right? Shout out to David because he sold me the other computer. Thanks, Navy boy. And it's much nicer. Um, So I brought that one because I was like, well... Instead of packing everything at once, I will bring the nice computer, right? So we get all the equipment set up. We do all the things we need to do, and it just will not work. And for those of you that don't know us personally, we're not, we're not tech people. We're fucking idiots. We don't know anything about this. We just got really lucky with a really user-friendly set of microphones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. we, we know almost little to nothing. Little to nothing. I mean, you hear that echo? We're in like a room with a lot of echo. I kind of like it, but I a normal like audio person would be infuriated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you uh, whatever, if you notice, uh, this is a bit echoey today, but uh, don't worry, it's because the room we're in uh, is currently empty. It's going to be the new podcast studio, and there's nothing in here yet. It has literally, it's like a, a TV dinner table with the computer and microphones, and nothing else. And there's a suitcase. I have a chair. Uh, yeah, Grant's true. always got a chair, but I got a chair in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could not figure out how to do this on the old computer, so we had to postpone the episode a week so we could get the computer that we actually record on and transport it to the new location. And now it is here, and we are ready to dominate the world. Yeah, okay? I broke into your old house. I stole your computer. It's true. He did. Um, but, yeah, so we're here. Uh, if you, I kind of enjoy it. We were doing some testing of the audio earlier, and uh, I think... I think it makes us sound a lot nicer. Yeah. That's yeah. just me, though. Kind of kind of dresses up our voices. You but, know? Uh, you know, not to get uh, into the personal lives, but uh, we are, uh, there's a desk on the way, a nice recording computer desk. It's an L shape. Uh, if that's your speed, I guess. Do I get the little part of the L? I, it is it uppercase matter. or lowercase L? It is a backwards uppercase L. It's not an L at all. But a lowercase L is just a, a line. That's the joke, yeah. I think okay. it's Dimitri Martin. That was a joke, yeah. 
Okay, that was my fault for anyway, not picking up on that. Fuck you, dude. But we are back. It is Thursday, July first. Happy July. We have an yeah. episode dropping today. As soon as this one's done, it's going to be posted. And then tomorrow, we'll be back on our regular schedule. So you're getting two episodes since you missed one last week. And these two episodes, this one in particular, are about very spooky things. Mm-hmm. Some very, very creepy guys. Yeah, they're very strange things. They're very conversational. Uh, it's going to provide a lot of possible weird segues into other things, I can imagine. Yeah, I don't know why we're hesitating on saying it. They clicked on the video. Yeah, it's you're definitely right, you know. Not video. What the fuck is wrong with me? I mean, maybe if you're I don't on YouTube, know. it is yeah. a video. Who's videotaping us right now? I would like to. See, that is something I would like to look into. It hasn't happened yet, but we have, uh, we've we been asked a couple times by fans of the show if we're ever going to do a video version. Uh, That'd be pretty cool. Joe Rogan style, and that is something <laughs> that we are currently looking into. It's going to... You gotta bear with us. It's gonna take yeah. some time, but we eventually it will happen at least once. Yeah, I wish they were doing it for this one because this is kind of like the pinnacle podcaster situation. Like it you, is. You don't have a shirt on. This no, room I, is completely empty. We're in a completely empty room. <laughs> I have no shirt. It's on. It's kind of sad looking. I'm wearing a pair of shorts. And socks and nothing else. I haven't even combed my hair yet. Yeah. The first shirtless pod uh, is covering none other than Bloody Bloody Mary. Mary. There you go. There we go. It's the perfect time to get a little spooky, all right? It's Thursday. You're coming in July, right? It's the holiday. Everyone's outside blowing up fireworks. Yeah. It's time to be a little afraid of brushing your teeth because that's essentially what we're working towards here. You need to be afraid to be in the bathroom. Yeah. Basically. Um, um, maybe you have mirrors somewhere else in the home. Um, I know personally I do. And it's a little spooky sitting around just thinking about this. Like, I hope I don't say it. It's like maybe I should. Oh, dude. I think I told you this last week when we were, like, getting up to record it last week again. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, I, like, sometimes to this day, like, as I'm turning off the lights in the bathroom as I'm leaving, I'm, like, opening the door and I say Bloody Mary in my head three times. And I just keep walking away, and I just forget about it. I don't know why I do that. I might like, be insane. Dude, we do have, uh, in the new studio, actually, there are little paw print mirrors on the wall right behind you. Oh, fuck. I wonder <laughs> if we could actually do it. it, it they're super tiny. Yeah, because this used to be a dog's room. Yeah. No, it's, it, <laughs> and then it, we moved in. It really is. It, during the week, we uh, moved all of the stuff into the other room so we could have the bigger open space, and more specifically... A nicer window and a fan. That's what I wanted. Yeah, this fan is fucking badass. So uh, the dog has been moved next door, uh, but we still have the remnants of his existence in here. Yeah, and they got we got little mirrors. So he maybe his, uh, mid show, I will try to go into one of those mirrors and do that. We'll see. We turn off the lights too and stuff. But anyway, all right, let's get into Bloody Mary. What or who is Bloody Mary, Grant? That is a good question. Now. If you are like me and have gone into any sort of public library and read books about urban legends, you certainly have come across Bloody Mary, okay? And we're not talking about the delicious, savory vodka beverage. Mm -mm. No. I'm not a personal fan of those, the same way I'm not a fan of the entity. I've never had one, but I don't feel like I would like it because it's just pepper and tomato juice and hot sauce and then just vodka, so it's just... 
And they I would just it, need. It sounds like you just need a lot of tums. They garnish it with the worst possible vegetable, and that's a fucking olive. Celery, dude. It's celery. Oh yeah, they do put celery. Olives in there are too. Manhattan's. No, uh, martinis I don't know anything. are olives too. I don't know anything about mixology. But uh, but yeah, so Bloody Mary. For those of you that are unaware, it is the simple do-it-yourself sleepover extravaganza of urban legends. You go into a room that has little to no light. You preferably turn them off. Uh, sometimes you could do it by candlelight, I guess, if you're trying to go old school. Yeah, there's a bunch of different variations I can get into of like the actual. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we ex- will do uh, execution of this. I'm just giving them the little basic rundown here. Rig rundown. So you would go into the mirror either by yourself or with another individual, and you would say, "Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary." Bloody Mary. And what would happen? What would happen if we did that, Jake? What what occurs in this scenario, in well, this world? There are a lot of uh, different things that are said to occur. Here, let's see. Let's Most see. of them are not great. There are some that are positive. I will say that. There's some that are positive. Us. Yeah. A lot of the times it's just like simply her showing up in the mirror is enough to like freak people out. Oh, know? yeah. No, I like that would out. definitely freak me the fuck out. Yeah, if something that wasn't... Uh, around me appeared in the mirror. Uh, I don't care what it could be a Teletubby for all I care. I would be very upset. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. But it, so it, some for some it's just like oh she shows up and then you run. But uh, yeah, that would be enough to make me freak out. But it's also said that she'll drink your blood like a vampire. Yep, yep. I've heard uh, that. It's said that she might claw your eyes out. That was that's, the one that I grew That's up something. With. Really? The, the, not necessarily the eyes, but that was the story that I had always heard, was that she will, like, scratch your face, uh, essentially to death, unless you, like, ran away or something. I don't what know. What the you, fuck? You'd get yeah, some scratches. I, like, never got that far in the lore, like, from when I heard it when I was a kid, because everyone heard this when they were, like, in elementary school. At least, oh, yeah. for me, I believe, like, in probably, like, the U.S. like every kid knows about this. Yeah, it's kind of like you know? how that rumor went around so many years ago that Marilyn Manson got a a rib removed to be able to blow himself. It's one of those things that it just kind of got around, and people. There's a lot of people out there that have heard that, and it just simply isn't true. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I feel like every it, like it's one of those just like rumors, you know, and mm-hmm. it, and in a small time scale, like there's always that one kid in school who everyone spreads a rumor about him like fucking like some weird animal or something. Yeah, in our case, that actually did happen. There was an individual <laughs> at our high school that actually had sex with a dog. Indiana. So that oh, did God. happen actually. Yeah. In, uh, in, in but I feel like world. shit like that, you know, that, that whether it's true or not, I didn't know that was true. I thought that was just a rumor. Oh no, it's uh, true. That, or who knows? But anyway, everyone knows about this from childhood. Like even, I was telling people that like what the topic was as I was researching it these past two weeks. They're like, "Oh yeah, and, like young or old, like from the ages of like sixty-two to like fourteen, everyone knows about this." Mm-hmm. But I personally never heard of like what happens after you do like you turn the lights off, you close the door. Some say it has to be closed. Some say it doesn't have to be. But and then you either have no light at all or a candle, and you just say her name three times. But apparently, there's like versions where you say it like thirteen times, and sometimes you have to like be spinning around in a circle at the same time for some reason. Yeah, and then I've also, upon my own research, I've learned at least now these are all just stories. They're passed down word of mouth throughout the generation. So, 
we're going to talk about some of the different versions, but yeah. the one original idea, at least that I've come across, is that it she was more of a fortune teller. Yeah. Uh, you would you would chant, you know, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and she would appear to you and would give you glimpses of your future. So maybe she would be, you know, in the form of your husband or your future wife or something along yeah. those lines. And then... On the negative side, if you were to chant "Bloody Mary, I have your baby" three times, what? Yeah, she's a baby. Well, that the, the way the lore goes is that Bloody Mary. Funny enough, um, no one's ever actually been able to point uh, to a specific instance of what this entity is or where it's from. Um, for those of you familiar with the the comic strip of Mary Worth. Oh, yeah. That is one of the... They're not related in any way, but that is one of the origin stories of this uh, urban legend, I guess you'd call it. Uh, Mary Worth is the individual in question, and supposedly uh, she suffered from many, 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 many miscarriages, similar to another Mary that we'll be talking about later. Oh, yes. Um, and by this direct chanting of Bloody Mary, I have your baby, that's where you get the vicious one. That's the one that shows up and tries to fuck no, yeah, you yeah, and you're... scratches you and beats the fuck out of you. Yeah. It's also said that she could strangle you, curse you, all these things. So mm-hmm. she's, she's not happy. Yes. No, exactly. And this is not, uh, it's not just a Western thing. Uh, the, we've talked about the yokai of Japan before. Yeah. Um, Classic yokai. Yeah, and the eastern kind of urban legends out there. And there's something very similar to the Bloody Mary. Obviously, it's not called Bloody Mary. But it's a similar ideal of you perform this ritual and this female entity will appear to you and it'll either be a positive or negative experience. There's really no like intermediate. Like She just kind of showed up and Isn't it like, waved and left. Yeah. Isn't that one like from the eastern part of the world? Isn't that kind of uh, it's kind of like weirder? It still has to do with the bathroom, but it's like public bathrooms and mm-hmm. stalls. You have to like knock on the door, and if she responds, yeah, because she was like drowned in a toilet or something by bullies or mm-hmm. her father. Yeah, there is far more. See, that's the thing about the eastern urban legends. Uh, there are far more rituals involved than actually being able to see and deal with these entities. Uh, here in the West, we kind of sugarcoat it. Yeah. And this one's very simple. It's a do-it-yourself. It's the DIY urban legend. That's yeah. what it is. Well, dude, the the thing you were talking about earlier in like the the fortune teller sort of aspect, it was like in the early 20th century, like at least in America, like it was. They had this thing that was super similar to the Bloody Mary thing. It didn't involve saying her name or anything, but it was specifically for women to get a glimpse of their future husband. Yeah. And, like, the woman would have to walk backwards up a flight of stairs while holding a candle and a hand mirror. And then, apparently, once they got to the top, uh, you would see your future husband. But that wasn't always the case because sometimes a skull would appear, and that would be the Grim Reaper, meaning that you would die before you would marry. So So that was, like, a 20th century, early 20th century thing. My thing, first and foremost, a hand mirror... What if you don't have stairs in the house? There are ranch-style homes. You know what I'm saying? So well, you can't you participate. Well, then you don't deserve marriage, Grant. You can't... What? You don't have stairs? 
Come on. I apparently see. I got a bone to pick with stairs, and I feel that this is <laughs> well inappropriate. What if I wanted to see what my? Well, I guess. It, hey, man, stairs could be rigged up with nice seats. Yeah, like to the, go along the side. You got one of those in your old house. Yeah, like the old people stairs. Yeah. See that stairmaster. <laughs> no, it, that's an exercise machine. It's Something. creepily nice having like a ranch style home because everything is just where I need it to be. Yeah. It's like, can you go in this room and grab this? I'm like, I actually can. I can go in any room. Which one do you want next? How about that? Oh, fuck yeah. But Bloody Mary, well, I guess for the purpose of this, she's not really bloody. It's just it's just Mary. Yeah. Um, I always pictured, like, uh, like even when I was a kid and I didn't know what Carrie was, like the story of Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always pictured Carrie. I could see Whenever uh, we were talking about Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. But I, I still don't think I finished this thought. Like, I never in my youth knew what would happen if I did it. If I completed the ritual. Well, you I know, think, like, as it was supposed to happen. I think that, specifically now, is kind of what makes it still so prevalent. Like, I, I will say, with the birth of, you know, social media and things like that, we've kind of moved past these old school Bloody Marys. What was that one? Uh, Momo or whatever, the the picture oh, thing. Momo's Big Adventure or something like that. It was like on YouTube. It was like telling kids to kill themselves or some shit. Yeah, like we've kind of moved past, we've kind of evolved our urban legends into a more internet style because that's just what we're used to. Yeah, dude, Slender Man was like a fucking, what was it, the winner of like an edit competition? Yeah, and some was, woman got some little girl got stabbed like thirty eight times or some shit. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think Slenderman was essentially what would be a creepy pasta, just like a fan written short story. Yeah, that the and lore it was, based was so on, strong that people bought into it. Yeah, and it was based on an image that was literally an edit competition. Yeah, a photo editing competition. Anyway, but yeah, we like. That's all to say that legends have kind of taken a new, um, taken on a new form. No, absolutely, and I think in technology. I I can't speak for the younger generation, but I don't know what you kids are doing. We're not. That's what, we're in that weird zone where we're not the older generation, but we're not the younger one anymore. We're kind of just in that weird purgatory of generation right now. We're in that place where like you can we can look at like kids around like like teenagers and be like what the fuck are they doing no, exactly. like we don't understand but also like that's how people 10 years older than us see us it's weird man or they'll say things like uh i saw one thing because well my my brother is a teacher so he got a poster from like all of his students and they said something about like oh so and so you know He's super drippy. And I was looking at it and I was like, what does that mean? Oh, I know what that means. I didn't know what that meant. You I had to have someone explain it to me. I, I was like, I don't know what that is. Well, the way I'm going to explain it sounds old as fuck. I sound like an old man, but it's like, ah, nice clothes. That's, yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of... <laughs> or, or something. I don't, even, I don't even know for sure. I think, but, uh... it, yeah, that, that's what the internet told me, and then I kind of, I learned from him that... Your brand recognition is astounding. That they use it for more of a sense of, like, it's like a synonym for cool. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, that guy's got some drip. You know, Respect like guy, the drip, as they say. I don't get it. I don't... I, I no, you're not even wearing it. a shirt. Yeah. I would be far too uncomfortable to ever say that word in a sentence. 
that wasn't like, hey, honey, the faucet seems to be dripping. It just has to be drowned in irony if we say it. Yeah, like this is quite the Which drippy kind of episode. Is what everything is now is just drowned in I- ironic. Welcome. It's compromised. This is we're gonna rebrand. We're gonna be called the drip episodes. <laughs> That's what we are, not the. Episode. We are starting. We're the cult. drip episodes. We are starting a cult. Is dropping a new drip episode today. Jesus. Uh yeah, no, I'm never. Gonna we're gonna be that. dripping all over your ears. Oh, that's a good one. We're <laughs> gonna drip into your brain and isn't that annoying you when you like after you rabies. swim? Oh God. But what? all I know. Well, how did we get here? Oh, we were talking. Okay, we were talking about Bloody Mary. <laughs> now we just legends. talk about how kids we don't understand them. Yeah, we don't. We this really is the don't. oldest shit we've ever done. Urban legends. Uh, they've kind of moved out of this old school. Bloody Mary is the perfect example because it's like candlelight, dark room in a mirror. You need nothing else. And I'm not quite certain that it's as popular as it was when I was a kid. And I know that it wasn't as popular when I was a kid as it was 20 years previous to that. So yeah, it's it's seemingly going down. But we were born in that right generation because that is we were right after the Candyman movies. And for those of you that have seen Candyman, um, it is essentially the urban legend of Bloody Mary. That that is what it is. You said Candyman in the mirror. And Tony Todd in a big fur jacket covered in bees comes to kill you. Um, Especially lethal if you're allergic to bees. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah. bad. Um, and they're they're I think they're remaking it. I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm pretty positive Jordan Peele is remaking Candyman. I thought you were going to say he was going to be cast as Candyman. I was like, what? No, no, the they got. Fuck? Uh, the last I heard, I don't know if it's still in production or if. COVID slowed it down or anything, but uh, it, it was greenlit that Jordan Peele would be doing the new Candyman, and they got Tony Todd to come back and play Candyman again. What? So it's the same Dude. Candyman from the original. That's badass. Uh, yeah, that would be really cool. I, I would love to see that. Um, also, in movie news, totally different. We'll dive into this more in the Patreon We're just episode. bringing shit up. It's your birthday tomorrow, too. That's that cool. is true. That's cool. But uh, the Munsters are getting a movie. Uh, what? Yeah, Rob Zombie is writing and directing the oh, new Munsters. I saw something about that. I thought that was just kind of going to be like a one-off like episode. Like, you know, they're doing all those remakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, ooh, revisit Friends. Because what else are we going to do or something? But no, cool. That's all. It's going to be a full-ass movie? Yep, it's a full-length film. Hopefully uh, Rob Zombie doesn't uh, continue with his quality of films. I hope not. I I really hope he does I, this one justice. I will say this though, when he wants to, he can make a decent movie. When he wants to, yeah, dude. House of a Thousand Corpses? Are you shitting me? That's awesome. And I think I think that I'm hoping that the monsters holds a special place in his heart to where he won't slap it together. I can't imagine they don't. Like the monsters, kind of like that. Like when you th- to me, it's like yeah, I like Rob Zombie. So like when I think of that. I know that that guy creams his jeans whenever Monsters like repeats around TV. No, of course. Like that's just who he is. You know, that's just how it goes. Creams his jeans is a very uh, Rob Zombie dialogue thing. That is. That's that's like 
If you want to know what his movies are like, the phrase cream your jeans is exactly what his movies are like. Yeah, there's always some weird slang in there that you're like, that's kind of interesting, but I'd never use that in it's real like life. It's like a backwoods thing that you're not familiar with. You're like, ooh, that's kind of fun. Anyway. <laughs> we, we, this is a great one. We, uh, but no, so what I'm saying is that I'm thinking that the reason it was so prevalent, at least to me, was that these movies were out to a kind of re- like had a resurgence of the lore behind it. It was in it. the ether, yeah. It's kind of like how the satanic panic and all that kind of stuff like stemmed from like hor- the rise of horror films. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And I'm thinking that Bloody Mary uh within the next couple of years will become a very prominent uh story again. Um maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. I'm thinking, Who fucking knows with this planet? I am excited because I really do believe that with all of this, especially if the new Candyman does come out, it's going to generate interest in the story, like the old school story. Yeah. And we're probably going to get very different origin stories and new revamps of it and different, I, for lack of a better term, just different avenues that will lead us back to where this history starts. And that, I think, is the most interesting thing about the urban legend, is that it kind of travels through time, and it just takes on, like, oh, yeah, well, it did this. It's like a chameleon. It, it like, it apply, it's, it's not a chameleon. It, it, like, at the same time as it kind of, like, goes with each generation, and, like, they have their different, like, views on it, but it still more or less stays the same. Mm-hmm. It's like a chameleon, but it's also just like a timeless thing. Exactly. And like the vagueness of it, like what's going to happen? What, how is the ritual actually done? Like all these like vague things like kind of make it just interesting. And it just has staying power. It's pretty cool. No, I definitely agree. And like email us at startacult at gmail.com if you have never heard of Bloody Mary. Yeah, because would that be would be astounding. I would truly be shocked, especially because the way I see it is that... And tell us what you think. If you're, gonna list, if you're listening to this show, you already have a personal interest in some of the things yeah, that we talk about. a proclivity for the weird, and I guess. It, uh, it's kind of hard to... To me, it's very hard to ignore Bloody Mary. I mean, when you're talking about urban legends or folklore, things of that nature... Bloody Mary's right up there at the top with the story of the hook-handed man that kills the people making out in the car. Yeah. It's it's just there. It's it's prevalent in the history of urban legends because it's so... It really is the most accessible one there is. You don't have to go anywhere. You can do it in your house. It's like you can just summon this entity and something will happen. It's like, it's like an archetype of... Uh, fuck! You're Archetype is the only word that I knew I should say. I don't know how to follow it. I respect that. You know? We get what you're saying. <laughs> it's an archetype of stuff. And for those of you that have never heard of it before, um, another example, if you haven't seen Candyman, um, in South Park, they make fun of the Bloody Mary again. <laughs> yeah, with Biggie Smalls. <laughs> yeah, and Butters has to take Biggie Smalls to the Devil's Party. And the only way to summon him is you say his name in the mirror three times, like Bloody Mary. Um, and I honestly, I feel like, I know it was a joke, obviously, and I'm not saying that Bloody Mary is real, because uh, you can believe whatever you choose to believe. But 
for the purposes of this show, I'm going to just dive in and say that it is real. And I think that it, it, it's weird that South Park actually handled it in a good way. Because I feel like that's exactly how it would go. Um, if you were to summon Bloody Mary, maybe you'd get her in a good mood. Maybe you'd get her in a bad mood. It, I don't think it has anything to do with how you do the ritual. It's just timing. Or it would be just like in South Park where it's like, oh, fuck, I was about to eat the best meal of my life and you took me here. You got to take me back, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> like... Exactly. That's the way I see it. It would be that maybe that's why we have so many varying stories of positive or negative. Maybe you caught her at a bad time. Maybe she's pissed. Maybe she doesn't want to be where you're at. I don't know. Maybe she was about to have that baby, and then it all just got interrupted by you. Yeah, you never know. Fuck you. But anyway, uh, so there is one, like, uh, the main, like, thought of person in history to where this, like, uh, this legend probably came from. Her name was Mary. And I think we're about to get into a relatively dry, but still pretty, uh, pretty good story. A little historical uh, journey we're about to take. Yeah, it'll it'll paint the picture. Yeah, it, it might not be the most riveting read you've ever had, but it will give us a good image to where we can talk more about this. Yeah. So, Legend of Bloody Mary. A lot of people think it came from Mary the First of England. Okay. Okay, makes yeah. sense. So she uh, she was and remains to be one of the most brutal monarchs in history, I guess, uh, responsible for the vicious death of hundreds in her short five-year reign. That is impressive. I mean, from a negative standpoint, that is impressive. Yeah. It earned her the nickname amongst uh, Protestants who were kind of at the butt end of her, her reign there. Uh, Bloody Mary. So it's it's all sinking up. They there called her Bloody Mary. The name is born. The name is born through violence in the real world. Yeah. And given to something in the, I guess, ethereal world. Ethereal? That's, yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> but uh, so she was, uh, she was the, the child. She was born to King Henry VIII. And uh, I know the one thing that King Henry VIII is known for is beheading wives. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the meme, the historical meme about Henry VIII. That's kind of his whole, you know, spiel. That's that's his whole deal, yeah. So Mary was born to King Henry VIII and his first wife, Catherine of Aragon. All right, uh, that sounds like the spider from Harry Potter. It's also like Aragorn, like from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, they have Aragorn. Uh, Harry Potter's got Aragog. That, what was this guy's name again? <laughs> Aragorn, Aragorn. Damn it! Okay, we're Gorn. Gorn. It's like corn, like, like Sigourney Weaver. Ear of corn. Know? Yeah, ear of. Yeah, my favorite character in Lord of the Rings is ear of corn. Ear of corn. But yeah, she was born on February eighteenth of fifteen sixteen. Okay, and uh, so she was the only child of theirs to survive infancy. The four previous attempts at having children resulted in stillborn daughter, in a stillborn daughter, and three stillborn or short-lived sons. Yikes. But uh, yeah, so despite the reputation she would develop later in life, Mary proved to be an extraordinary child. By the age of four, she was like entertaining guests at the castle with like playing musical pieces on a harpsichord. It's crazy. That's kind of cool. Actually. It's, it's like Mozart shit. I, I, it's so impressive to me when children are able to do things better than their adult counterparts that actually practice it. It's like this four-year-old is giving the harpsichord 
the resident harpsichord player like lessons. Yeah, he's it's like what the fuck. The guy that actually plays it is in the corner. He's like, I really hope she dies so I can keep my job. <laughs> but yeah, so she was, she was like entertaining like French like uh, royalty and shit when they would come visit. It was crazy uh, on the harpsichord by the age of four. By the age of nine, she could read and write Latin. Damn. Which is also thought to be like a masculine language at the time, but her mom was like a huge proponent in her education because she was like, yeah, you got to get you gotta get ready to be queen one day. Yeah, I guess you do. You know, so it's, it's good. Uh, she went on to study Spanish, French, Greek, music, dance, uh, but things soon turned sour in the castle, Grant. Oh. Things turned sour in the castle. It was clear to... Uh, King Henry, that he and his wife were done having children. And he was angered by this because he didn't have a male heir, right? That was a big thing back then, having a, having a guy. Yeah, it really was, because, I, I mean, in a sense, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, why did you, <clears throat> couldn't you just break tradition if you really wanted and let the woman, the female, if you had a daughter, keep the last name, even in marriage? Like, I mean, you're the no. king. Couldn't you just do that? No. No. It's easier to just behead. I, right? I guess it is. Yeah. We're so. going to change tradition? No, kill them. I bitch. would never change tradition. But anyway, so uh, Henry, uh, he then went to the Pope at the time, Pope Clement VII. Pope Clementine, he was an orange in a hat. Clement and uh, <laughs> an orange. <laughs> what kind of hat? The this, Pope hat. This is, oh, the Pope. Okay. And they put the little shoes on him too, but he, he didn't really move very quickly. Oh yeah, they'd always have big, big guys waving those leaves to fan it. It would just kind of roll. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, so so Henry went to the Pope at the time, Pope Clement the Seventh, and uh, he wanted to annul his marriage to Catherine, uh, but the Pope, the Pope refused. So this caused Henry to send his wife away from court permanently and he forbade mary from ever seeing her again Damn. isn't that crazy so the king a sore loser yeah the he'd... judge is like absolutely not he's like well fuck you judge i'm gonna do what i want to do <laughs> i'm just gonna do it anyway pussy <laughs> so the king uh he went on to marry another woman and named anne boleyn anne boleyn and and Belia, the type of bread that you get at restaurants. No, that's not her name. I'm I'm reading the notes incorrectly. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's the those are the rolls. I think they're uh, they might be like a, a Mexican thing. I'm not sure. They're called bolillos. They're like uh, it's just bread, but it's really good. If you nice. guys know what a bolillo is, you, you if you don't know, you're missing out. Get Email some. us. Email us. Uh, it's ed- just, educate me on whatever Grant's talking about. It's just bread. It's really good bread. <laughs> All right, but he named he uh, he married uh, Anne Boleyn, right? So the Archbishop of Canterbury then ruled his marriage to Catherine illegitimate and his marriage to Anne legitimate. So basically, he had a divorce anyway. So basically, it's like that scene in Benchwarmers where uh, that guy is like, "I am twelve. He's like, "Yeah, twelve hundred. And then they just slipped the $5 bill in there, and he's like, he's good. He's got documents. 1200 Oh, God. All right. So, yeah, the, the archbishop did his thing. And uh, this was followed by King Henry undermining the pope and declaring himself the supreme head of the Church of England. 
You could just do that. See, yeah. Here's so my thing. This the goes, king is so powerful. <laughs> this goes back to what I was saying. You could just do that. Why couldn't you just be like, yeah, the Pope said the divorce doesn't count, so uh, fuck the Pope. We're going to do what I want to do anyway. Like, he ended up doing that, so why did he have to make it such a problem? I guess he was just trying to, uh, you know, respect tradition, but he was like, you know what? Tradition's letting me down. <laughs> I'm going to do a bunch of crazy shit. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Uh, anyway, so he, he so uh, King Henry, he was the supreme head of the Church of England now, and this was an extraordinarily hard period of time for Mary, okay? Not only was she never permitted to see her mother again, but her, uh, her place in the line of succession was taken from her and given to her new half-sister, Elizabeth. Ooh. Because, you know, the, the marriage was illegitimate, so yeah, she, yeah. she lost the, the spot there. But, uh, and on top of this, she was often afflicted with bouts of deep depression and irregular menstruation, resulting in uh, almost constant physical illness. Wow. So she wasn't having a great time ever. No, that She never had fun. a good time. Yeah, well, I guess you really can't when you're... I, I've never menstruated, so I can't really claim, but I'm assuming if it's an irregular menstruation, no, if you're, it is not what you want. Yeah, If you're bleeding, I can't. I, I don't envy it. No. You know, <laughs> I can't, uh, you know it's, uh, it, it, that sucks. I mean, let's that just face it. That sucks for you ladies out women, there. Wi- like, women, just, they just have it very unfair. They just really do. Yeah. Well, like, oh, you have all the pain of childbirth and periods? What do men get? It's like, oh, uh, we get itchy balls sometimes if it's hot. Sometimes. Like, I get that too, though. I don't even have balls. It's like, well, sorry, I guess. Well, that's, yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. it a, especially back then, it, it was a even rougher go, yeah. if possible. But it was particularly bad for Mary, because so, she was just constantly in physical pain. Uh, Mary naturally became defiant against her father and stepmother, refusing to acknowledge Anne as queen or Elizabeth as princess. And this angered her father to no end. He was just like, what the fuck? You're my kid? You got, how you're dare gonna, you, You're going to feel how I tell you to. But anyway. What's so th- wrong with you? <laughs> These kids, they don't understand what I want. <laughs> Uh, so this dispute between father and daughter resulted in the pair not speaking for over three years. And in that time, uh, in 1536, Mary's mother, Catherine, fell ill and died. So she's dead. Mary's mom is dead. Uh, Mary remained forbidden to see her mother even as she was getting buried. And she was left inconsolable for a long-ass time. I believe that. Yeah. I would be inconsolable, too. I mean, so it's not, not yeah, it's not good. Mom's dying is never good. So, King Henry VIII, however, beheaded his second wife, Anne, that same year and married Jane Seymour. Jane So he's Seymour. on to another, uh, yeah, it was two weeks after he beheaded Anne. Dude, this guy is just bouncing around like he does not give a fuck. He's, he's... Give me a baby. Give me a baby. He's not Give me acting a baby. very kingly. Give or is he acting more kingly than anyone else? I don't know what it means to be kingly. Kind of an outdated concept. But luckily for Mary, uh, Jane, the, new, the, newest, uh, the newest wife, the third wife, Jane urged Henry to rekindle his relationship with his daughter. Right. So this happened, and uh, Mary was back in the line of succession. Amazing. After her new half-brother, Edward, however... Because now she has, but now it, he's got Henry's got a male heir. 
Okay. Uh, but uh, retained her title as illegitimate. So she was still illegitimate, but she still had her place in the line of succession, but it was after this new guy. Crazy. A lot of weird, confusing uh, bullshit. But King Henry, uh, as he is infamous to this day for doing, killed his newest wife, Jane, shortly after their marriage by beheading again. Uh, even though she had indeed produced a son for his throne. So it's not even about the male heirs anymore. He's just like, I can just do this. I can just do <laughs> I, this. I, I'm getting away with this. So I guess I can just, I can do whatever the fuck I want now. I guess in a weird way, it's like, I'm not, obviously I'm not pro that situation, but it's hard to have that power and not use it, so... He would go on to marry three more women before he died in 1547. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. But his brutality, like, wasn't limited to his wives, right? So he was just a brutal guy. In, uh, in, ni- in not 19, I keep thinking, we always cover shit in, like, the 20th century, so I'm mm-hmm. like, in 19 this. Yeah, to go back farther is almost yeah. strange. <laughs> We're in 1541. But anyway, uh, another example of his brutality. In 1541, he had Mary's old governess... Uh, marry his daughter, her old governess, and godmother uh, killed due to her uh, her son's hand in an attempt to overthrow the king, I suppose. And unlucky, unluckily for her, the executioner for this particular execution was a very young and inexperienced man who chopped and hacked at the governess's neck and shoulders multiple times before she was finally dead. Yeah, honestly, even... That, that's an episode in itself, the idea of executions and just how they can go wrong. Uh, there's so <laughs> a many A lot stories. of them just turned into like just a fucking meat grinder shit. Like yeah, it's, it's really, insane. It was like, oh God, it's not working. Just, uh, just, uh, just do this, do this. Oh uh-huh. God, kill him. God, kill him. Fuck. Come on. <laughs> it's like Jesus, man. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, so this, I'm sure, did nothing to help uh, Mary and the king's relationship, but could be said to have directly affected Mary's threshold for violence later in life, wouldn't Mm -hmm. you say? I would would 100% say that. Gets you used to it. But after Henry's death in uh, 1547, his son Edward took the throne as, like, a very young child. Okay, so because of his youth, most matters of rule were uh, referred to a regency council, mostly made up of Protestants. Okay, okay, and uh, King Henry VIII and his entire family—they were all Roman Catholic. Like Mary was baptized in the Roman Catholic Church, right? So this uh, this uh, regency council, most mostly made up of Protestants, they uh, they went on to attempt to establish the Protestant belief throughout the country as like the you know the main one. Mm-hmm. So, Mary, who was baptized in Catholic Church, like I said, she shunned these changes and continued to hold her Catholic to hold like Catholic masses in her own chapel. So Mary rarely went to court during Edward's reign, mostly keeping to herself, until Edward, at the age of thirteen, invited her to attend a small, uh, like a sort of a family reunion for Christmas, fifteen fifty. All right, kind of nice, right. kind of nice. In a weird, sad way. <laughs> Why don't you come to council? Anyway, uh, the two ended up uh, in tears uh, that night in front of the entire uh, kingdom, basically. <laughs> Every important person in the kingdom. 
They were just fighting and both started crying. Because apparently, like, Edward, at the time, he was just like, you have, like, I order you to take on, like, being a Protestant. And, like, you have to shun Catholicism because that's just, I order it. I'm that's the king. That's the rules. That's the rules. And then she kept saying, no, I won't do it. And then, and then they started to cry. Okay. You know? A crying and she was she was, like, in her 30s. I think she was around 30 years old. But, uh, so, yeah. Uh, Mary's refusal. She refused to do it. So, this was a rough time. It was a rough reunion. Uh, but two years later, at the age of 15, Edward died of a lung infection. Yikes. Okay. So, before this... He was this, vaping. He may have been vaping. So, uh, he, um, before this, well, let's see. Before this, he uh, foresaw his death fast approaching, right? And he didn't want Mary to take the uh, take the throne, okay? So he had Mary removed from the line of succession, as she is pretty, pretty you know, used to at this point, I guess. Instead of leaving the throne uh, to she, <laughs> instead leaving the throne to distant relative, Lady Jane Grey. Jane okay? Grey. So still in the family, just kind of side character in the whole thing. But uh, Mary was invited to visit Edward on his deathbed, but heard through the grapevine that this was an invitation. Uh, it, was, it was part of a plot to imprison her so as to, like, you know, ensure a smooth transfer of power. Right, 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 right. Okay. So instead of going to England, Mary went to East Anglia, where she had an immense amount of support, uh, so much so that she formed a militia of over 800 men. And on the day that Lady Jane was given power, Mary and her troops invaded, overwhelming the castle, and she came out triumphant. So she's in charge now. She's she is, the head honcho. She is the queen. Okay? And uh, so Mary's reign, um, it goes down in history for many reasons, but none stand out more than her revival of heresy laws with the help of Pope Julius III. This is where we get into the bloody aspect of Mary. Orange Julius. <laughs> it's all coming together here, guys. The most delicious Julius. But, uh, so these laws were Roman Catholic guidelines, basically. And to go against them was punishable by death. Uh, given that Protestant belief had become established under previous rule, this made a lot of people fucking scared. It was, a, it was big trouble for a lot of people. Big trouble in Little East Anglia. There we go. By John Carpenter. That would be amazing. Dude, we get, we got to get that movie made. But, uh, all right, so let's see. Over 800 Protestants uh, fled into exile due to these laws, okay? And uh, those who remained op and openly spoke about their beliefs suffered greatly. And a total of 283 Protestants were executed by being burned at the stake. Ooh, that's not a fun way to go. Yeah, and these were not all at once. It was like a regular, consistent thing throughout the entirety of her five-year reign. She would just burn motherfuckers. You're and burned, <laughs> burned, burned. Burnt, burnt. But anyway... Yeah, uh, even if the individuals would renounce their Protestant beliefs before Mary and the Pope and God, Mary would still have them burned anyway. Okay, yeah, and that makes sense. She was so brutal with these like flippant executions uh, throughout her reign that these hundreds of Protestants were later seen as martyrs by the citizens, and like a deep-seated hatred for the Catholic Church and the uh, the Spanish because she was married to a Spanish guy. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, that was ingrained into them, right? Yeah, that so, makes sense. And for good reason, you know? I mean, like, Mary would burn men, women, children, even women who were pregnant, especially women who were pregnant, actually, because she had, she had a very big problem with uh, pregnancy. She, she was unable to do it. Yeah, she had some She couldn't get it going. Yeah, lots of not children. What a bitch. <laughs> That's just what we're getting at. <laughs> she would, she, uh, yeah, so she, she burned a lot of people. And, uh, in, uh, Not the she didn't have any kids. Of like, oh, she grifted some people. No, she, she killed yeah, them Yeah, she didn't like, like verbally school them or something. But she would later die in 1558 from immense amounts of pain from what is now suspected to have been ovarian cancer. Ooh. Probably had a lot to do with the lack of children. Yeah, I'm sure that didn't help uh, in any yeah. instance. Yeah, so uh, she was 42 when she died. That's old, too, for 15th century. That's yeah, right? Old. She like was an old-ass woman back then. But uh, and just a little side note, this also occurred during an influenza epidemic which killed Pope Julius III the same day. Orange Julius didn't Orange survive. Julius is dead. Wow. Much like the franchise. Well, anyway, so that's Mary, and... Uh, Maybe that's who's appearing in our mirrors when we call for her. Yes. That that's why she is, gets so pissed off about the kids. That is probably the most common, uh, what you would, I don't know, uh, idea that this is Queen Mary. But. Mary the first. Before we wrap this episode up, I have one little, well, two little tidbits of information, okay? So, some believe it is Mary Worth. Some believe it is Queen Mary. But in the 1970s, it was brought back into popular belief after about almost 200 years. Okay, 200 years. That's quite a lot of years. And that was by uh, the folklorist Janet Langlios. Or Langlos, <laughs> Janet Reno? Uh, she wrote an essay called Mary Wales, I Believe in You, which, funny enough, was published in a little something called Indiana Folklore, a reader. Holy shit, that's us. In the year 1976. Um, so this is where she kind of breaks down the different versions of where the legend had come from. Uh, and it's kind of given us the big three. So that would be Mary Worth, Queen Mary or Bloody Mary, and Mary Wales. Um, we got different stories here. Uh, some believe Mary Worth was a woman who was tried for witchcraft and burned at the stake. Uh, and then in contemporary stories, she is killed in a car crash along with her young baby, okay? A lot of kids dying and a lot of people being burned. Mm-hmm. Those are some commonalities here. I have one last thing for this episode, okay? This is something we've actually never done before and we probably will not continue doing depending on the topic that we are discussing because... uh you don't really need to go do these things for yourself. But I feel that since this is so big, I'm using this as pure information. Uh, I'm recommending you don't try this at home in the instance that it is real. What are we about to do? Um, I'm going to give you the exact ritual, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, why to do it. And if you want to try it at home, it is completely up to you. We are in no way endorsing you to go do this, Okay. So, first and foremost, you're going to want to make sure you know where to play, okay? 
So it needs to be in an indoor setting. So you cannot bring a mirror outside. It has to be indoors. Damn it. Um, the only requirement is that it needs to be completely void of light. So, it, I mean, I'm not saying do this in a vacuum, but do this in a room where you can close some very heavy-duty blinds and turn the lights off, and it's in complete and utter darkness, okay? Um, they prefer to do it without windows. That is why they typically say it's done in bathrooms. Most bathrooms don't have windows. Most, yeah. Dude, um, although yeah. this is very derailing. I was in the studio this past weekend, like, recording some songs. Mm-hmm. And that bathroom has a window right there, and there's just like a yard with their kids playing. I'm just like, oh no, there's yeah, there's no there's no blinds or anything. But I had a good time. Anyway, keep going. Okay, so that is step number one. You got to find the area. Uh, you don't have to do anything in particular to the area. Just make sure that it is a preferably windowless room with a mirror. Uh, if you have to go into a room with windows. Make sure they can be completely blacked out for this purpose. Then, next step, okay? Uh, Gather your supplies. Uh, You're going to need a candle, a matches, or a lighter, and a mirror. Um, In more contemporary stories, the candle can be substituted for a flashlight. Uh, I would recommend not doing your cell phone. I would say... uh, Either get a real flashlight or a candle to do this the right way. Probably a candle. You can still pretty much get those anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, they say step three is wait until nightfall, but the most common time is when the clock strikes midnight. That, that's just poetic, you know? No, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, so bring, uh, bring all your supplies to the place that you're going to be doing this and enter it alone. Uh, you, if you haven't prepared any of the room yet, like blocking the windows, etc., uh, do that now before you begin, okay? Um, so now you get ready, you light the candle, and you set it down, uh, on the counter or a table in front of the mirror, okay? So all that's in here is you, a mirror, and a candle. Step four, this is where you face the mirror, okay? You have to stare into your own eyes. This is important. You have to make eye contact with yourself, okay? Windows to the soul. They recommend that you be brave and be fearless. I understand that that might not be a possibility in this instance, so do your best. Uh, Whenever you're ready, begin repeating the name Bloody Mary. So you say it out loud, uh, begin kind of softly, and then each time you repeat it, add more volume to it. Uh, Repeat it once, then twice, then three times, uh, they say you can do all the way up to 13, but for this instance, yeah. you do it three times. To do a crescendo 13 times, it's you're going to be loud at the end there. Yes. Um, okay, so now you look in the mirror. What do you see in the mirror is the question. Um, this is where if it works, you will be able to see it. Um, do not put your hands anywhere near the mirror. Um, this is where... It gets kind of muddy. In some instances, she may scream at you. Uh, in some instances, she might try to grab you. So this is why you don't want to touch the mirror. Yeah, okay? don't, don't touch that shit. Now, when you're done, when she is still be in the mirror, okay, blow out the candle and she will go away. Leave the room, turn all the lights back on, take all of your things with you. And this is very, very, very important, okay? Very important. 
you cannot use the mirror again. For anything? Anything. The mirror needs to be destroyed or thrown in the garbage. It needs Isn't it to bad be... luck to break a mirror, though? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, that's what they say. But for this instance, no, 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 no. You cannot never use that mirror again. Maybe just take some sandpaper to it or something. These are the very simple yet creepy instructions to do this yourself. If you so choose to. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've never heard of a single person dying from this or anyone even remotely connected to this dying oh, from like this. Oh, like they'd put that in the police report. Well, that's a valid you know? point too, I guess. But these are the instructions on how to play. Uh, you might get one of the three. Maybe you'll get Queen Mary. Maybe you'll get Mary Worth. Maybe or you'll possibly get, Mary Wales. Maybe you'll get Carrie, like yeah. I thought would happen. Or the Candyman. I don't, maybe if maybe Candyman. Busy, maybe, get him. maybe Biggie Smalls. Um, maybe... Maybe us. Maybe we'll show up. That'd be cool. That would be terrifying for the both of us. I'd be into it. But with all of that being said, that is our episode on Bloody That's essentially Mary. it. Yes. Thank you. That is it. We hope you guys enjoyed. Um, again, uh, the sound quality is it's looking good on all the audio things I'm looking at. It's probably fine. But if there is some type of echo, uh, we do apologize for that. It will be fixed very quickly. Uh, we're going to fill up this room within the next week or two, so it'll With, be uh, fine. Trinkets and all those things. But anyway, again, sorry for last week. We were idiots, but we're making it up to you because we're going to do this one. And then guess what? We're going to do it again fucking tomorrow. Yep. Okay? Yep, and it's going to be are. a whole new topic. It's going to be great. But in the meantime, until tomorrow, if you're listening to this tonight... Uh, follow us on all the shit. Thank you very much. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we're also on YouTube. Yes, and I realized yeah. last time I didn't pu- uh, plug the uh, Patreon there. Ooh, that's but that's good. down below where it always is. And uh, there's always good stuff on there. We got the episodes. We're about to record another um, uh, Patreon episode right now. There after we are. finish this one, it is the these two days are chock full of podcasting I'm for us. And I'm excited to once this is over. I'm going to. Let it export. I'm going to quickly eat some Kraft macaroni and cheese. Is that what's going to go and down? And then we will continue uh, with the Patreon. You're going to a steak dinner in like an hour. I know, but I'm... St- You're going to eat mac and cheese right now? I got to prep myself. I got to be ready. <laughs> got to lube up the old throat. I do. I got to get right. ready. So I'm having with some Kraft mac and Kraft cheese. Kraft cheese. Uh, sponsor us, Kraft. Uh, we love you guys. And yeah. we will see you... Tomorrow. Craft the perfect lube for your throat. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.